passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, welcome. Is that too loud? Welcome to Off the Rails, everybody. Sorry about the alert, uh, late start date. I needed to have a snack, go to the bathroom, get this shit ready to go, finish prep, and do the damn thing. Blitz is here. I am. Um, it is currently, what is it, Friday, October 15th. I believe next Thursday you guys are leaving for Fort Walton Beach. That is correct. The more that I think about it, I'm really sad that I'm not going to be there because I feel like as a as an underling in radio, th- those are the things that you really live for, right? When people used to yep. interact with you and be fans of you and you know ask to have your picture taken with them or even i mean i don't think anyone would ask for my autograph that's never happened before and it never will but you know just not that you're treated like royalty but you're kind of the uh the stars of the show a little bit yeah and you get the bubba rub that's nice and you go to a place where people actually want to meet you want to see you um and you, you live for these moments this was kind of a last minute thing really for uh, us right i mean for us it's like really far advanced planned because most things are like, oh, by the way, next Tuesday we're doing right. This, but, but I mean, this wasn't something that was planned back in February or something. It was kind of like it was always happening, and then they convinced Bubba to go because they're yeah. like, "This is a Florida man radio. You're a morning yeah. guy." And then Dan got involved, and then the plane, which makes it cool but frightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I leave for California, even though I too will be going on a plane, I I want to hear from. I mean, you're not going to be on the plane, but I, I was thinking about reaching out to like Bubba or Dan or something and be like, hey, can you guys let me know when you like land? Well, I mean, I'm going to meet them at the airport. So Okay, yeah. If you could let me know that the the plane has landed, that would be great. Okay. I would appreciate that because, uh, listen, I'm just, I'm a little worried about it. I was talking to my dad about it yesterday because, you know, I was I was like, hey, I'm coming in a few days. This is the uh, the car rental situation. Shout out to Tara Clem. Um, but yeah, we, we're getting that sorted out. I'm going to this wedding, as you guys know, to a wedding that was definitely a courtesy invite. They didn't think I was going to go. I didn't even get a plus one invitation. And the plus one I was going to bring was my mother, and that was shot down. <laughs> so you know that it wasn't. Um, it, I don't think they wanted me to go. But I'm wearing Bubba's glasses. How do they look on me? Look kind of cute. Do you like it? Do you like me with glasses? Not those, but yes. 
Do you like glasses on a woman? Is Absolutely. It... Really? Okay. Oh my god. Really? Yeah. Um, like, can you kind of detail what it is about glasses that? No you... idea. So okay. it's weird. It needs to be a girl that doesn't normally wear glasses, but has glasses because people that wear glasses all the time. Then when they don't wear them, look kind of not weird, but like no, they look fucking weird. Well, I'm trying to be nice. No, Will, like one of my best friends, uh, from the bone, he wears glasses all the time, and when he doesn't, it looks like his his face isn't right. Yeah, like he doesn't look fully dressed. Right. Like if you've ever seen a woman who has fake eyelashes, and not the ones that you put on once in a blue moon, but they're like uh, latched onto her face mm-hmm. or something, or she always wears the ones that you glue on. And there's a girl I follow on Instagram like that, and she looks insane with them, but she looks even more insane without them. I'm like, are you, you look like, you look, are you tired? What's right, wrong with right, you? Right. So it's that kind of look. Like uh, yesterday, uh, Will and I were talking about shit, and he takes his glasses off and he was rubbing his eyes for something. And I'm like, whoa, that's like what your naked face looks like. Mm-hmm. Do, do you want me to like go in the other room? I and, feel like you're nude. <laughs> and also like the nose eye area looks weird because they always have something on it. So like it's different looking. Yes. Yes. I've only seen Johnny B without glasses when when I've asked him to take him off. Like mm. he does never, you know, I've never seen him without it ever. I'm yeah. Even when he like sneeze, he'll just rub it underneath. Like he doesn't take off the glasses. I rarely see him without a hat. So when you see the naked face, you go, "Oh, that's what your face looks like." Right. I didn't realize. So chicks with glasses that don't don't normally wear them are hot. Not that doesn't count. Sunglasses don't count. Yeah. Although there's a certain type of sunglasses that are hot too, and there's some that are not at all. Big bug ones are disgusting. You don't like them? No. Okay. They need to be like. It's probably more like a little old school or tight, but like. Oakley, uh, Costa, those type of like that are like more anything. sporty, like okay, more sporty. Yeah, not type. the big flat, like even not the big one, like, just a regular like cheap plastic looking ones. Those are not good looking. Not good either. Okay, because no. those are probably the ones that I have. They are. They are. Yeah, yeah. I figured. My glasses are either given to me for free, mm-hmm. um, or someone left them in my car, which happened. I went yeah. to a comedy show about two and a half years ago where the woman had the seizure. Mm-hmm. We can all recall that from uh, mm-hmm. April of 2019. And um, uh, I hung out with this. It was Will and this other friend of ours who was like, he's a friend, but like not re- kind of not really. Okay. But he wanted to go and he was like a listener and stuff. So we brought him along and he he left his sunglasses in my car and I, I never saw him again. Actually, that's a lie. I did run into him at Fresh Kitchen with my friend that was visiting. Oh, okay. And I felt bad because I knew when as soon as I saw him, I go, his glasses are in my car. And I didn't say anything and I went to go eat. And in the middle of my meal, I went back to where he was to be like, dude, I got your glasses. And he was gone. So oh. I messaged him. I said, I-, I have your glasses. And he goes, they're your- take them. They're yours. After He's like, after two and a half years, you can have them. I'm like, yeah. all right. Yeah. They're mine now, officially. 81390 Bubba. So we- yeah, go ahead. With the right pair of glasses, like sunglasses would change the way you look too. Like you would look so much better than the ones you wear. Oh, I thought you meant like in my actual face. He's like, no, no. if you put a mask over your eyes and over your mouth, you're going to look so much better. That's not what if I was saying. If you wear a burqa, if you just wear a blanket over your head, you're going to look yeah, yeah. so much better. Oh if my God, cut, what an improvement. If you were to cut your head off and throw it away. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of sunglasses don't look good on me. I have a As weird I have, face. I have the same problem. I feel like I have, I mean, obviously like my nose is bigger and I have like a really narrow face. Like mm-hmm. it's like long. Like a rat. Yeah. Kind of like that. So I just feel like sunglasses just look fucking Because I've been trying me. to buy 
like a nice pair of glasses recently and I've gone to a few stores and like tried a bunch on and they just don't fit right. And I'm like, uh, if I'm going to spend like 300 bucks on a pair of sunglasses, they better fit exactly how I want them. Yeah. Um, I feel like every time I buy sunglasses, like go out of my way to buy them, then I sit on them or I lose them or I crush them or something happens. And I know people, I went to brunch a few weeks ago uh, with one of my girlfriends and she's like doing well financially, but I didn't think she was like balling. Okay. And I still feel like I don't think she's balling. I have a ballpark idea of what she makes because I know several people who work for this company. Granted, okay. everybody has a different position and yep. entry level versus higher up. Mm-hmm. And I know she's been there for a minute, but I'm like, how much could she possibly be making? She, like, as an impulse buy, was telling the gaggle of women I was with that she spent $450 on a pair of Gucci sunglasses. Okay. Now, I know that that's, like, standard for Gucci, but in my mind, if you're spending more than, like, 20 bucks, like, mm. I don't I don't know, because here's the thing, like, sunglasses, you, you they're not something you wear all the time. You take them off when you go inside, you leave, you know, they're, they're easily missed or, or left behind. I would say it's probably one of the most left behind items that people use on a somewhat daily basis. Okay. Right? Like, you put them on your head, you put them down, because you're not wearing them inside, outside all the time. It, like, depends, and you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $450. I'm like, do, do you have to get an insurance policy on them? No, like, I'd, I'd pay <laughs> I mean, close to, no, I mean, the ones I'm looking at are like 250 to 300 bucks. Okay, for, well, like, I'm not like rich, Oakley so. Well, I'm not either, but I just, I'm at the point where like, I'm tired of buying cheap glasses and... I don't know, I just want to What's nice so pair. wrong with cheap sun? I mean, are they pro- are they providing uh protection from the sun? Are they are they not doing that? Like what are they not uh, doing right for you? Just you don't like the way they look on your face? Yeah, and they don't last very long. What what are you are you rubbing them in sand? Mm-hmm. What, how are they not last? I don't understand this. The hinges start to rust cuz they're oh, they right. get salt water on them. Oh right, cuz you 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 do the kayaking and you yeah. do the salt water shit. Mm-hmm. I like to go outside and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Same. Every once in a while, I, yeah. I do also venture outside. I, um, I like to, like, walk, call 911. <laughs> you brought it up, not me, buddy. I know, I know. You brought it up, not me. But, yeah, so we got a lot going on this week. Um, I'm excited for you guys. I have a little bit of FOMO. I have a lot bit of FOMO. You should. But the thing is, is, like, with me, with FOMO, you, you will drive yourself crazy because I've been in situations where, like, Probably the worst FOMO situation was, um, you know, I had I had a boyfriend that was going to go to a festival without mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. like a music festival. Now, for those that don't know, for those boomers that don't understand what a music festival is outside of Woodstock, uh, the music festivals that go on nowadays, there's lots. Well, I guess that went happen in Woodstock. You know, sometimes there's uh, some sex. Um, I would say probably not as much as in Woodstock. I feel like okay. people nowadays, you pretty much just interact with the group that you went with, mm-hmm. but not all the time. Sure, you can meet new people. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of drug use. Yeah. And here's the thing with heavy, heavy drug use, psychedelics or whatnot, a lot of times things happen that you may not even fucking realize you did. Right. Not saying it's an excuse. I'm not excusing it. Mm-hmm. But I do know cases where, like, you wake up, you come to, you don't remember what happened. You were had to be told what was happening. Mm-hmm. You basically G-balled yourself. Yes, That's happened that to people I know. Fun. Yeah, not, not great, but whatever. So there was that situation. 
Um, and then there's also the situation, much like me leaving uh, radio for a couple days next week, and we will get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think, man, if they go and they have a great time without me, and they're not even like thinking that I or wish I was there, right? Then that's not good, right? Like <laughs> you would like to think that you could have the the maximum best time with like your partner at something something like this. Mm-hmm. So when they're going without you and they're bringing, you know, their friends and the friends' girlfriends, but then the friends' girlfriends bring her girlfriends and yeah. you know so you're just a little bit concerned and but what i what ha- helps me when i'm in a situation like that is you just fucking own it you go yeah i'm not going i don't want to go and i'm not going and i can't go because that's what happened with me is i had work and what happened thankfully is i ended up getting sick so when you're <laughs> sick the last thing i'm like i'm so glad i'm not there right so glad i'm not there turns out when the group came back it wasn't a great trip which is just like the best. It, news it's so funny that because it really is. It's the bet when they go. It was not good, and for many reasons. One was the weather. Mm-hmm. They went to uh, Oka- not Okeechobee, Swan- Swanee, uh, okay. Huluween, Huluween. Yep. yep. Um, that's the festival that, is that they went Swanee to. Or is that in Live Oak? I, I thought Swanee and Live Oak, Live Oak were the same thing. I don't think so, but okay. I could be wrong, but I think it's Live Oak is like the. That, I thought Huluween was in Live Oak. I thought. It's Swanee, Huluween. I okay. think I don't know. Okay, it's okay. like the same area. Maybe one's a city. I don't fucking know. But that's okay. where it was. Okay. And I remember when they I, and I, and at a certain point I go, okay. Number one, I can't afford this. Number two, I can't make it. I can't finagle it because I had a, like a live broadcast when those sorts of things mattered to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you thought you mattered because you were on a, a mic for about you know ten seconds after right. you know the morning show guys. Obviously, and the it doesn't matter anymore. Guys. <laughs> you're not gonna be in town. <laughs> no, but um, and then I, I and then I got sick and I just went. You know what? I'm really fucking glad I'm not there. The last thing I want to do is be cold in a tent and I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm pretty sure I started my period. I was like fuck i'm glad i'm not there and i just and i owned it at a certain point you go i can't go whatever because at first it was kind of like this feeling like, oh shit oh shit and then you just fucking own it you go listen if something's gonna happen it's gonna happen we'll deal with it after yep. it happens yep. not that i thought anyone was gonna cheat on me but you know there's sometimes when you're on drugs you feel a little more needy or maybe mm-hmm. you cuddle or whatever but mm-hmm. i just go listen i don't play i'm not gonna play what if games till i you know get blue in the face yeah. i'm cu- i cuddle when i'm on drugs yeah, some people do, and it's a little, whatever, alarming. But I just let it go. I said, fuck it, doesn't matter. And then when the group came home, I, I heard that it was not not the most successful trip. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, th- indeed, they, you know, the person did wish that I was there. And I go, yeah. I'm really glad I wasn't. Well, these events are so important to me that I'm actually uh, going to not go to the uh, once-a-year firework event. I always go to every single year and a half for like Shut 15 up. years in a row. That I've already paid for so that I can make it to the Orlando event. Can I ask why? Yeah, because it's important to my job. Okay. So I'm, that's why I'm going. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean. And I don't, I, I'm not, I don't mean anything by saying that. I, I'm just. But here's the thing, though. And if we can do a little bit of the general housekeeping, much as Bubba does yeah. on the air. Yeah. He, I mean, Bubba didn't demand that you go. Yeah, I, I'm well aware of that. But that's not how things go either. Okay. Sometimes you just know you have to be there. Okay. I mean, I don't know if there's some behind the scene things, but it it seems like Bubba didn't say, you know, Blitz, you have to cancel your firework event. He absolutely did not. He, I mean, he, in fact, said opposite. Yeah. He's like, listen, if you can make it, make it. But if you can't, if you can't reschedule it. Right. Now, how much did you, in the ballpark, if you, if you are, you know, willing to share. Okay. Just for the, I mean, just 
That's a lot. I mean, I'd be fucking pissed, but a hundred bucks am. to me isn't a hundred bucks to you, or a h- yes, couple hundred. It, yes, bucks. it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I mean, no, because you have more money than I do. So, I mean, a couple hundred bucks to me, I'm like, we are fucking doing what we said we're going to do. No, but it's okay. But like, you might not think so, but it is. Well, the, here's the thing about Blitz that people maybe don't know is that in some ways you're very smart with your money, mm-hmm. and in other ways you are com- a complete renaissance man. When it comes Very to the few. act of returning things that yeah. you can get money, your money back for, and then you feel like you're playing with house money, mm-hmm. you're just like, whatever. I'm like, give me the fucking packages. I will return them for you. And the worst part is I used to be worse than you about like, I was like, I would tell friends, I'm like, you're stupid. Like, let me, let me do it. You need to do this. It's so important. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, eh. guys, I returned something that was six bucks. Yeah. Granted, I was also returning something to the same place that was 25 bucks. so you add those together, that's $31. Oh my God, you can do math too. But, I know, I'm the perfect woman. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is, is like, had that been a standalone item, I would have absolutely returned it. I mean, it was on my way home and shit. Still. I would 100%, because then I feel like, because it's an Amazon thing, mm-hmm. the, the people at UPS must fucking hate me. I'm there all the time. Because I love buying stuff and then just returning stuff. Because I'm like, oh, so let's I do, so I try do too. things out. Yeah, but you don't. But you 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 fail at the return part of the a returning. Lot, a lot of times I do. Yeah, like I still have like a bunch of shoes I need to return. I looked last night. I'm like, oh, I've only got a few more days to do that. He's giving me anxiety. <laughs> You're giving me anxiety because then I'm thinking, all right, well, if it's like a thirty dollar pair of shoes, fine. But I mean, it's way more than that. Yeah. I see your phone call. I will take it at some point. Yeah. But it, it it gives me anxiety as a Jew, even though I don't I'm non practicing, it's still in my blood. Yeah, you know, it's oh it's way you it's know, in my I mean, it's in my DNA, guys, that to save money yeah. and when I see someone frivolously uh wasting money, like if you were using the shoes, obviously fine. But yeah. you're not and you don't plan on it, they either don't fit or you don't like them. I'm right. like, what are we doing? Well, I would be, I'm telling you, with that $6 item, I mean, I I was fucking there two days after I got the return. Like half a salad for that. Yeah, in some places, yeah. Maybe the salad's not even that good. Sometimes they try to be bougie and gourmet, but you're like, this is fucking Bobo. I know your business is failing because of the pandemic, but hey, that ain't my fault, sister. Get a better product. Fuck. Never doing that again. Anyways, inside Iggy. A one three ninety Bubba, but yeah, I do. I do have some FOMO. I'm really mad. It's just like of all weekends, like I never go yeah, home to California. It'd and be if- different if it was like, oh, me and a friend are gonna go watch a movie. Like, and we're like, look, you're gonna go watch a fucking movie versus going to a station event, but you're flying to California. I mean, that's totally I'm flying different. to California, and this yeah. has been on the books for a while. I've been planning this since I was invited in like May or June or something like that, yeah. and it just sucks. It's the exact same weekend. Yep. And most of the time, I've been invited to. A lot of weddings that I didn't attend because I didn't have money or it was, it was that you fucking like with radio. This one. I'm sick of missing shit. You yeah. know, I'm sick of missing stuff. This is, you know, I was thinking about her the other day. I'm like, I talked to her. I'm really fucking surprised I was invited to this wedding because when we were in college, we were very, very close, very, very good friends. We had this, you know, this is kind of lame, kind of basic bitch shit, but whatever. We we had a salt and pepper thing going on. That's what we would call ourselves, salt and pepper, because, you know, I have dark hair, dark eyes. She has blue eye. I almost said blue hair. No, she's not a, a, a I'm not going to say it. She's not, she's not a W, what is it, uh, social justice warrior. She's not one of those, kind of, a little bit. Anyways, she has, like, uh, almost albino white hair, okay. like, super, super natural blonde, not a platinum, you know, 
a blonde hair, freckles, like big blue eyes. So we would go out and it was kind of this cool, like, what do you, you know, when we talk to guys, like, what do you want? You want blonde? You want brunette? Like, who are you talking to? Anyway, she's super sassy. She's super fun. I talk to her on the phone maybe once a year. Maybe once a year. Like, it's crazy. But it, but what's cool is the fact that in her bank of friends in her mind, like, I'm still considered a good friend. Yeah. Because we have such a long history together. Sure. You know, and it was f- kind of love at first sight when I met her. Mm-hmm. I met her through, like, a, a Jew friend uh, who I was... Uh, guys, I took, like, two or three years of Hebrew in college. Do I remember anything? Oh, Bitcoin's no. over 60. Huh? Bitcoin's over 60. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I got the alert. I, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt your, your Bitcoin. All right. Let me know when you're done. Hold on. I'm going to sell some right now. Okay. Go ahead. Let's see. See if it'll let me put in my sell order. All right. I sold some. We're on BAR now, too, because Lemmy forgot to put us on BAR. Okay, anything else? Yeah. All. Confirm. Okay. Didn't want to interrupt. Are you good now? No, I'm fine. Cool. Great. You know what? Let's just take a break. Let's just take a break. I don't even know where I'm at anymore.
welcome back. Sometimes we have a little bit of an episode and we need to take a, um, a personal break. We need to take a break anyways. I didn't want to take one this early in the show, but that's okay. Put him back. Sorry I got upset. Got a little squirreled. Um, but we'll, we'll jump right back into it. But anyways, uh, back to this chick that I'm going to her wedding. I'm not sure why I'm going to her wedding. Talk maybe once a year, but, um, it's glad to know, uh, I'm glad to know that, you know, she still considers me a good friend, even though we don't, uh, keep in touch all too much. So it should be interesting to now, see what happens. So you talked to her about inviting your mom and about getting the vaccine and all that. Have you yes. talked to her since then? Yeah, she's. Uh, we both have uh, an affinity for love on the spectrum, it sounds like. So we okay. were able to kind of vibe through that, which is good to know because it seems like a lot of my friends, you know, not to say that we were as bad as John Gruden, but we would we would joke around and stuff in college. Um, she was certainly one of them, and we would make jokes about certain people and things. And it seems like over the years, through what I've just seen on social media, uh, it sounds like they are trying to become more woke and more actualized than they were when they were funnier and cooler. So she has been kind of one of them where she was posting about white fragility and do it trying to be better. And I would kind of call her out on the side and be like, yo, Jackie, like you didn't do anything racist. Like, why do you feel bad for having white skin? You didn't do anything wrong. Um, but it sounds like she was really trying to make uh, a public statement that she has white guilt. And I know a lot of friends like that who I'm like, do you remember the heinous shit? And they don't even want to talk about it. Like I used to make, uh, I had a friend, an Indian friend who is aggressively woke. Like she's not even passively woke. She is angry and woke, which is never good because she sent me many an angry message. And I'd be like, sure, but remember when we used to make jokes about it? And she goes, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. That mm. was then when we were immature and we've matured. I'm like, well, some of us haven't actually. Some of us are still. Oh, you matured. You still tell fucking off-color jokes who cares yeah but to them it's it's not funny it's hurtful everything's about being marginalized and whatnot and i just uh you know it's hard for me to relate to them but but jackie and i did share um some laughs on over love on the spectrum and and, and i felt like she almost felt a little guilty about it which is when people usually come to me that's usually when they go well listen i have a funny joke or i should i'm laughing at something i shouldn't but i know on is a horrible person so she'll probably find this funny and in fact i did now did you watch the whole second season um i watched most of it and it was mostly because of her because she was like hey remember when this happened and i was like i was just trying to like vibe with her i was like yeah totally i'm like fuck i think that's th episode three so um, I caught up on a couple episodes and then kind of wrote back to her about it. I'm like, oh, I just saw when Michael did X, Y, and, you know. I think the first season was a lot better than the second, but um, but that's just my opinion. Hello, who's this? Hello, Honor. Hey, Peter, what's up? Uh, you know, just sky and the sunshine like regular. That's great. What's up? Well, you know, I was going to see if I could trick Mr. Blitz into giving me an unbanning from chat so I could go back to heckling you. What did you do? What did you do? Or what did you say? I was making fun of you for sucking at radio. Oh, okay. Well, that's and, nothing that hasn't I mean, been like, said I before. I do it every day, but then I get banned for a month and, you know, ruins the fun. Okay. Well, uh, do you know who banned you or what, what was banned for? It was, it was Bubba Light. He banned me for making fun of Honor. Oh, it was Bubba Light? I thought you said, oh, so you're asking Blitz to unban you, but Blitz wasn't the yeah. one that banned you is what you're saying. Correct. All yeah. right. 
Because I, I usually, I almost ban nobody, but I always get blamed for it. Uh, what's your, also, what, what is your name on uh, chat, by the way? Bangy Mistyatko. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty stiff on there. Well, you know, being stiff is a part of being the Bubba Army, you know. Like, Not necessarily, but okay. Now, I was talking to, you know, Rock, you know, and his nemesis on the Kevin show. <laughs> yeah, what about him? He's never fired a bloody gun before. And I was like, well, you know, we all know the man to fix that problem. Well, he's, but, he hasn't done a lot of things before, so that well, doesn't you know, surprise me. One of those is a religious issue, so I'm sure he wakes off to pornography. He just don't tell us about it. Ooh, that's, I wonder. I don't think he would admit to it, but I... Of I've, course not, but, you know, of course everybody does it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember they were, I was reading this study, this was a few years ago, and it was about men in pornography, and they couldn't do the study because there was no control group. They could not find a single uh, man on campus that hadn't that hadn't looked at porn, so there was, they couldn't do the study. Oh, yeah, ever? Yeah, oh, they were yeah. like, we need people who haven't looked at porn, but they couldn't find it. There were no yeah. samples in the population. There's no way. So they had to just, they had to just nix the study because there was no, there was no control group. I had never seen any until about the 2000s when it started popping up on your internet browsers. What did you use before? Just like magazines, it, memories. Videos? Well, no, I didn't. I didn't have the internet until I came to the US. And no, I mean, like, I, did you just look at magazines? Like, clearly, you jerked off. It just wasn't to videos. I, did, I actually did not. I did not actually know what wanking was until I was 17 years age. Oh, 17. Yeah, that's a, you didn't know what it was. No, I'd taken up with female partners, but I, the thoughts had never occurred to me. That seems a bit lofty. You didn't lofty. have friends? Apparently not. Nobody, you know, I knew my brother always called people a jerk-off, but I didn't know what that meant. Okay. You can make fun of me for that. I don't mind. That's all right. Um, all right. Well, Blitz will look into it. I really want him to take rock shooting guns, though. That's... Okay. Well, they, they can go on a mandate. After he goes on a date with Bubba, he can go with Rock and they can shoot guns. Okay? That, that's a great thing. Now, Honor, stop pissing everybody off. You know you do it. I mean, like, you got to... Pissing people like, off I mean, how? I mean, it seems like everything I do upsets people. Well, I think that, you know, I make a lot of people very angry because I just say whatever and they get upset about it. But I know that I do it because I know how they're going to react because they're such small, stupid people. So, but you know that too. So you've got to understand people need a lot of massaging and like coddling because they're so soft. You know, it's just, it's part of the process of like maturing is understanding what people need and what you have to do to them or for them to get what you need out of them. It's like a psychology thing, you know? Yeah. All right, Peter, thank you for, uh, thank you for the call. We'll look into getting you on band. Okay, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Hello. Who's this? Hello? Yep, it's you. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm, up, I'm a long-time listener. Yay, Blitz. Uh, long-time listener back from your K-Rock days, so... Oh, yeah, K-Rock. I'm just, That's what a yeah, station. Just, well, Beasley and Fort Myers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to only guess that that's the Gabby from the Zito and Garrett, and she's pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> but... I will say I think you're a little more clever, uh, but yeah, as Larry David said, she's pretty, pretty good. Oh, and Michael Richards didn't get canceled, if you remember. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they uh, made fun of his uh, black jokes. 
Yeah, yeah but, but just like, because you're on, on one, one time, episode yeah. of, of Curb, okay. I, I, he was on there saying, to make fun of him. Cool. I mean, that's... He canceled it. Well, it kind of eased it, you know. You you did, but he never like what other jobs has he had since then? I mean, he no, he really was kind point. of a, a has been when he when he did the comedy show that canceled yeah. him too. I mean, let's and get real. That's the, why he got so upset. Let's get real. The best thing he ever did was UHF. Well, he he's he's a one trick pony. I mean, he's Kramer. What else? Can yeah, he do? no, I mean, I he was that. Stanley Spadowski. That was the best <laughs> role he ever played. But speaking of a uh, chat blitz, you know, for for months I can't. I, I would love to to you know this year qualify for for a ring and do bits, but it says I have to verify uh, that I'm I'm Bubba Army, and I, even though I, I bought a subscription. And it wants me to bring up this email I made up at, like, 4 in the morning before work. Like, I don't remember the email. So is there any way to approve me so I can cheer bits and, uh, I mean, and chat? We, we're a user of Twitch just like you. I don't have, like, back-end user data, so I can't – I mean, so I can't do any of that. Make a new screen name probably? Pro- probably, yep. All right. I'm just kidding with you, Anna. You're going to do great. <laughs> going to do Abby. great. Bitch, I've been on the show for a year and a half. The fuck that means. I've been doing great. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Bye. We'll get into that in a second. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Scott. Hi, Scott. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I, I needed some advice. Uh, from I recently, who? From both of you. Okay. So I've been unemployed for 10 months now, and I recently just signed on to a job, okay. which is great. Waiting on the background check. Now I have to do a drug test. I'm a medical marijuana user. So do I do? Well, can you contact well, I mean, them about it? Yeah. Just the, you, have, you know, it's not like you're doing it in street level. This is medical. So. What, kind, what kind of a job is it? Uh, a logistical coordinator. Do they do government work at all? No. Hmm. Uh, it's moving furniture on trucks. It's not. Right. I'm just monitoring the trucks. It's not like I'm doing anything. No, I know, but sometimes, like, if they do anything government-wise, they won't let you do it, even a medical card, because federally it's still illegal. Well, I mean... Maybe I should just drink as much water as I can before I take my test? And no, no. I, it's it's way better to come out before and say, hey, I, I have a condition and I need marijuana, versus, like, then you get caught. Then you just look like a, you know, criminal. Here, well, there's a few, a few, a few things. Um, you can buy clean pee. That's probably the best way to do it. Or... You know, you can buy the the kits, synthetic willy. Well, the clean or the cleaning out kits that are like you know. Then you got to drink a shit ton of water and take the whatever the drink or the powder is for like oh, a the week. detox nonsense. But yeah, that yeah, yeah. Really work. And sometimes they it's do all gimmicks. Sometimes they were okay, but yeah. Um, or look into the company itself and find out if they have like a, a medical ex- exemption. They didn't say they just said no illicit drugs or alcohol, which, like, I get, but it's not. It's not illicit drug. if it's medical. Well, the problem right, is I don't have to just federally. I, have to I know, but I don't. Regardless, I don't think they're gonna fucking. I, I don't know. Ask your job. Just contact them. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't but, officially started working there yet. Here's I, don't what you be, do. I don't want to out myself either. Yeah. Well, here's what you do: you get you get a friend or a, a brother or a cousin to call and be like, "Hey, I'm Fred. I want to apply for this job as medical marijuana to keep me from getting this job." And then here oh, we go. That's a good idea. Yeah. You oh, don't. Like you don't do it because the fucking yeah. You don't want to dime yourself in right, already. Come back to me, right? Right. Yeah. But have somebody else do it. Say they're applying for a job or they see a job available. You know, hey, you're a medical marijuana user. Would that stop you from getting a job and see what they say? All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. There's your advice, my friend. All righty. Goodbye.
Um, he did talk about getting a new job, and that reminded me there's something I added in prep about how so many people are either quitting their jobs, don't have jobs, were laid off. It seems like record numbers of people are quitting and also getting fired at the same time. This country is going nowhere good, um, and I don't want to be here when it all comes crashing down to zero. No, you want to go to Somalia. No, I wanted. I wanted. I realized where I wanted to go was actually still America because I I had forgotten that there's a part of Samoa that actually belongs to the United States. Is it I, called the America Samoa? Yes. It, well, it's called Pago Pago, yeah. but it's part of American Samoa, and I I had forgot, so I I would not be escaping. But it looks like a nice place. It's like a little island. Uh, looks like there's a few houses and a few businesses and stuff like that. But like maybe that's maybe that's where I need to go. Maybe that's where I need to end up. It says here, a record number of Americans are quitting their jobs. Um, and this is a question that I've had often. How the fuck are people making money? Uh, let's right, see. and when you quit, you can't collect unemployment. Well, I feel, well, anyways, it's this is uh, maybe this wasn't the best article because it kind of just details people's personal anecdotes about what exactly that they're doing. Um, and it's written in the first person, so I don't feel like turning it around. But it seems like a lot of people are living off of their save ma- savings and then getting state unemployment benefits. It said here through 18 months of unsuccessful job searching. So I guess you could just lie because it's not like they're going to go through your search I- history and see who isn't and who is looking for a job or not right. looking for a job or, you know, got offered a job or went to and, or got fired or something like that. And up until recently, they had that that requirement was suspended. Like you didn't even have to look for a job. You right. Do, you do now, but yeah, you could just put down. Oh, yeah. To, so, I mean, it seems like people are have less expenses. Uh, this is a quote. I, quote, no longer need to buy clothes or shoes for work, fill the gas tank three times a week, pay for parking, etc. So I guess people are able to live um, on a more menial budget. They don't have to be balling out because gas is a big one for people. And especially if you've downsized, like maybe you've moved back in with mom and dad or maybe now you have a roommate or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. You're finding ways to kind of cut corners, but I don't think that this is healthy for anybody. And it seems like people have a lot of confidence that with the minimum wage going up and people demanding $15 per hour, not understanding that on the other end, everything else is going to go up as well. Yeah. Or less people will have a job. You know, this may not affect companies like... I mean, it will affect every company, but it may not really put a dent in companies like Starbucks or Chipotle or these massive mm-hmm. businesses with thousands of franchises nationwide and worldwide. But places or, or mom and pops, really the backbone of what this country was built on, say they only have four or five employees and they have to go from paying those people seven, eight bucks an hour to 15, almost double. Well, that just means you're going to have half the amount of employees. So that means some people will have a job and some people will have uh, no job. So I I really don't think that these people that are pushing for $15 an hour understand the repercussions of of what's happening. No. But then you also have inflation and it just gets crazy. I know that my sister was unemployed for an entire year, if not more. And she had some stuff uh, locked up in savings, but she... I mean, she also lives in San Francisco, so she lives, like, in a box and pays probably, like, $3,400. And I spoke to her the other day, and it just turned into a not a, not a screaming match, but we do um, we do run into conflict pretty much every time we have a conversation. I was going to say, that seems like a, the common thing. And yeah, I, and it, I, it is. And so she called me, and I called her back, 
And almost immediately, it turned to the vaccine talk, not mm. not by choice on my end. I was like, this is, we're beating a dead horse. I'm not going to convince you that people should have freedom, medical freedom, mm-hmm. and you're not going to convince me to get the vaccine. So we're really just kind of wasting our time. Um, but she seems to be in a, in a place where her and her friends, this is really fucking bizarre, have almost made... Uh, a pact and I'm like what what are we fucking 12 years old and you know now and then those movies from like the 80s and shit but they've actually made a pact with each other this was kind of a little bit alarming that if anyone in the group wants to interact with someone who is knowingly unvaccinated they have to consult the group Mm. because they don't want to put everybody else at risk and then when I say you know uh, sister you know you can still get it and spread (laughs) it right because it's actually not a real vaccine as far as vaccine goes. Yeah, and I was <laughs> learning yesterday that there's really no, when it comes to airborne respiratory viruses, th- there's way more limitations when it comes to um, what they can do with the vaccine. So you have mm-hmm. uh, like bloodborne illnesses. It seems like you can stamp those out. But we, like, look at the flu, classic, right? Yeah. Flu's been around for how long? We can't stamp it out. It kind of evolves every year. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So I told my sister, I'm like, oh, so you have to consult this group. And much like I'm staying true to my principles and values, she's staying true to her principles and values. So she doesn't want to see me or if she does, it's going to have to be under very strict. And and here's the thing. I don't even think my sister fucking buys it. It's just that she has to stay true to the brand, kind of like I do. Like, I feel like I'd be a fucking sellout if I got it because I talk so much shit about it. It would make my life so much easier if I did. As long it as it would, didn't hurt you. Yeah, right. Which, to be honest with you, like, if I'm full disclosure, I don't think it's going to do anything to me. I, no, I don't, probably not. I don't think I'm going to get blood clots. I don't think I'm going to uh, drop dead. I don't. I honestly don't even think that I'm going to have problems in 10 years. I think I'll probably be fine. But the fact of the matter is, is like, fuck you. Don't tell me what to do with my yep. body. Like, that's the main issue. It's not... There's a vaccine that's available, and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, like, fuck the polio. Like, it's not that. Like, fuck hepatitis. Like, it's not like that. But when you're forcing me to do something with my body, first off, it makes me very uncomfortable. It makes me feel like it's not working. Because if, what, what like, let's say, what, 50, 60% of American adults are fully vaccinated. Let's just throw that number out there. It's probably around 40, 50%. Mm-hmm. Then we should, it should be, and, and everyone was getting better, and it was 100%, there were no breakthrough cases, and every, anybody that was getting sick was unvaccinated. And th- they wouldn't even have to make a mandate, because people would just want to get yeah, it. Be like, I oh, would go get it. Oh, it actually works. Great. No problem. Let's yeah. do this. If they stamped it out like polio, then everyone would be getting it. But the problem is it's not even fucking working. Mm-mm. Why would I even want to take the risk of something that's still kind of in clinical trials, even though it's FDA approved, uh, you know, emergency authorization, Willie, who knows? But if it was working, they wouldn't have to mandate it. That's the point. Yeah. You know, it was at first it was offered to the public and it was like, it's great if you want to take it. And, you know, everyone that wanted to take it took it in the first two months. Everybody that, you know, there were scheduling issues, especially at the beginning with the older people. And because remember, they opened it to like 70 plus and then it was like 65 and then it was like 40 and then it was like everybody. And now we're fucking, you know, injecting fetuses with this coronavirus Mm -hmm. vaccine. It's ridiculous. But it's really just the the forcing. And when someone tells you that you don't uh, you have to do something, um, you don't want to do it. Now, I have wrestled with. You know, I've I've mentioned on the show before that I I hate I don't really mind liars and cheaters. 
They don't bother me. The people that bother me the most are the people that are hypocrites. Yeah. Those are the people that that bother me the most. People who are hypocritical, they say one thing and they do another. They don't walk the walk. The thing that I respect the most about Rock, maybe the only, no, I'm just kidding. Um, the thing I respect most about him, even though we are uh, don't see eye to eye on pretty much anything when it comes to how to live our lives. Politically, we do align, but by, yeah. almost by accident. Right. Um, cause I'm for like, it seems to be that the people who are more conservative, Christian, evangelical, and the people who just want freedom mm-hmm. sometimes hang together. Absolutely. Even if the people who want freedom are atheists. Yep. So we don't hang together, uh, on how to live life. But the thing that I do appreciate about rock, and I think the thing that he appreciates about me is we walk the walk and we talk the talk. Right. I agree. He says that he, you know, it's an abomination to have sex before marriage and he fucking doesn't do it, you know, and I respect that because a lot of people, it's rules for thee and not for me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a Christian, I'm this, but I'm going to do cocaine with gays. I don't have a problem with that, but your religion does. And I'm going to just have premarital premarital sex and I'm going to just fucking get DP'd and I'm just going to get fucked in the face and the ass at the same time. I don't have a problem with that. Your religion does. You're bothering me because you're telling me to be a good Christian or me to believe in God, but you're the fucking hoe. You know, just throwing examples out there. But he does walk the walk and talk the talk. He does. He certainly does. Um, so that is something I appreciate about him. Now, I rarely find myself running into inconsistencies with myself. I try to be as consistent as possible with just what I say, and I try to live the life that I, you know... Uh, ironically enough, preach. But there was a moment in the last few months where the vaccine was available to me. Mm -hmm. And the argument I made was, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in it. I don't trust it. Um, I'm not high risk in terms of age, uh, comorbidities. I don't have cancer. I don't have any, What? I don't have asthma. I'm good. So I don't want to get it because I don't know what's in it. That was the argument, right? But then, it within that same time frame, I knowingly took in. A, I knowingly did nose candy. You know, again, this was like in the last four or five months, say, keeping it vague. And there was a moment where I said, um, "Well, that's certainly not good for my body either." You know, that's not good for my body. But why? And then you know, and then the voice of reason came in. So you're gonna do cocaine, but you don't want to take a vaccine. And I go, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. And I kind of got in my head a little bit about it. Now, I still did it. Don't get me wrong. But I got in my head a little bit about it. And I go, why, why do I think that that's okay? But here's the thing. And this is what I, I did a bunch of reasoning with myself. And you go, okay, doing cocaine is not good for your body. Neither is eating cheesecake. Neither is drinking uh, soda pop. Neither is drinking excessively, and I do some of those things on the regular. But just because cocaine is a bad idea doesn't make the vaccine a good idea. That's the thing. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's not You're not erasing a bad idea. So you know what I mean? So if I were to take cocaine and the vaccine, I could, I could, I could say that both of those things are not a good idea. Yeah. But just because I do decide to do the cocaine and then I, then I don't want to take the vaccine, even though I don't really know what's in the cocaine, I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even, the whole I got it from a friend is the is the dumbest. Do you know how many times it's been handed off mm-hmm. since it was made, either you know uh, t- created in the field or made in the lab, whatever you're taking? By the time you get it from your friend, the only thing that should give you 
any sort of comfort is if they did it like first and they're still living and talking. And you go, okay, well, it probably doesn't have fentanyl in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure, but I'm hoping, I'm fucking hoping it doesn't. But anyways, after that night, I started thinking, I'm like, what? I don't get the vaccine. We're fucking trying to okay. Listen, I think both ideas are not good ideas for me, right? But just because I did the cocaine doesn't mean doesn't mean the vaccine's a good idea is what I'm saying. So if anyone tries to come at you with that argument, you can always turn around and tell them that. And also, on top of that, even superseding that argument is that it's no one else's fucking business. The point of the vaccine for me, I'm not tell, I'm not anti-vax. Anti-vax would be if we're talking about anti-covid vaccine. I'm not anti-covid vaccine. If you want to take it, I'm for medical freedom. That's where I stand. If you want to take what, if you want to drink fucking cyanide. Your body, your choice. Yes. So I shouldn't have to explain to anybody my choices when people are like, well, why would you? I go, it's none of your fucking business. That should be your main argument. It's actually none of your business. These are my personal choices and I can live the way I want to live. And if that means, you know, sucking up nose candy that might have fentanyl in it. Well, that's the risk that I run. I saw my my girlfriend did it. She was walking and talking, and I go, all right, well, fuck. Let's have some fun. Fine. No problem. And then they proceeded to tell me that they're like, I can't believe so-and-so didn't get the vaccine. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. 81390 Bubba. Let's take a phone call. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Lana? Hey, Brandon. Let's go. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I just got a, I just got a quick question for you, Anna. Yeah. Do you know that guy that you did the podcast with? Which one? Uh, Will? That, that guy that wanted to come down to Florida and, and see you and he never came out of his house? Oh, Christ. Yes. What about him? Did, did you ever Did you ever see a picture of him? Yeah. Does he look a lot like our favorite parody guy? Because that's, that's what it seems like he would look like. Actually? And, yeah, I think he does. <laughs> kind of. Kind of a weird white person kind of look. I haven't heard from him, by the way. Thank God. But that is, well, I was just thinking that's the kind of, kind of, kind of guy that would look like Untempt. that. Untempt. Yeah, I mean, they, they, had, they had some similarities for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just, saying, I, I was just wondering that. Cause yeah. Just, you're, 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 uh, your spidey sense is on the money, Brandon. Yeah. They just seem like the same type of guy. Like they might be in the same family. Yeah, uh, probably related. I would say. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that. I'm glad that he didn't come down there because that would have been scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oof, I, that it, it, that seems like a lifetime away. But yeah, Doesn't that it? was um, that was an interesting situation that I'm glad I weaseled my way out of because that was fucking freaky. It's one of those yeah, things where really you. Weird. Yeah, I mean, Brandon, I don't know if you're the type to give open invitations to stuff out of courtesy, right? I'm an, I'm a good person, at least on the surface, at least, you know, on the mm-hmm. epidermis. I'm a good person. at least I, Everybody's you know. good there. You right, know. right. When you dig just a tiny bit deeper, it's a horrible, evil, disgusting, devilish. But, you know, on the surface, I try to, ah, okay. you just say things as word volume, like, oh, we'll talk later. You don't mean it. Yeah, come visit. Yeah. Oh, visit. Cause you don't, they, yeah, go ahead. And then they remember what you said, and then you're like, oh, oh, shit, I didn't remember. Ah, well, I said that, but... I said that, but I didn't mean that. That's how I live my life, Brandon. This is really an aha moment for me, is I, I, everything, I would say 80% of the things that I say need to come with the, with the, with the claim that the clause that, hey, I, I, I mean it, but I, I said it, but I don't mean it. 
I said it. I don't yeah. mean it. I, I would appreciate you not follow through when I say, please feel free to visit me at any time. Yeah. I said it, but I don't mean it. I, most people understand. There's kind of like a tacit understanding, unsaid understanding that, you know, when I offer up my home or offer up my time, I, I really don't mean it. It's just something that people say to be polite because I was raised yeah. with fucking manners. And you just say things like that. Like we should hang out sometime. And we'll catch up. And yeah, come visit me. We'll work it out. If I'm not setting dates, like with my good girlfriend who uh, lives in New York and she's supposed to come, I'm like, I'm like, I'm free this weekend. I'm free this weekend. When can I come see you? When can you come see me? Like, I'm trying to plan it out with her because I actually give a fuck about her. But if I say open ended, yeah, come on down whenever. Like, I don't want to fucking see you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I kind of did that to to one of my uh, cousins, because my mom wanted somebody to just help her drive down, but she wouldn't come to the party, but she has a 29-year-old boyfriend now, and we don't want... She has a 29-year-old boyfriend now? Yeah, and, she, and she's 19. Uh, oh, I thought you said your mom. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah. Your dad might be uh, mad about that. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and your I mom was I, I don't know about that. I think... I don't think they really. I don't think they would really care anymore. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's. Well, let's leave that for another episode on a different day. Yeah, another feeling. Um, Brandon, yeah. thanks for calling in. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you guys soon. Yes, right. you will. And you're yeah. gonna get All fucked. Right. Get excited about it. Yeah. Trust me, I do. Like three times a day. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Have a have a good All one. Right. Have a good weekend. Bye. Okay. Yeah. I'll well, see you guys later. Bye. I have a friend that likes to give open-ended invitations. And he'll invite people to like, you know, he'll have like a birthday party, let's say. Uh-huh. And he'll tell people, oh, yeah, the next, you know, my next party, come on and hang out. And then like when all the people ask, hey, like you said I can come, right? And he'll get mad that they're asking. Do to I come. know this person? Um, you, yeah, I think you've met I've him. I've probably met him a couple times. Yeah. Maybe. He gets, doesn't he sound gets, like anybody I know. No, but he gets really mad. That's like, weird. That's yeah. crazy. He, like invites people to stuff and then doesn't like when they show up. Yeah. I kind of get that though. Yeah. Because he's expecting them to know, but they don't know. They right. don't know. Right. A one three ninety Bubba. Um, there's something that I know. Um, that it's stressing me out, but it's not stressing me out because it's one of those things that I can kind of talk myself out of because it's nothing I can really control. But it sounds like there is a there's a woman on the horizon, and I really am not a jealous type. I really kind of steer clear when it comes to any sort of um, competition with other women. Like, mm-hmm. that's not where I thrive. I'm not going to out-seduce most women. I'm not going to claw. That's not my no, wheelhouse. Not that's, nope. not, that's not where I live. I don't fight for attention or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I will fight for a fucking job. Okay. Uh, the only one I have left. Um, it sounds like there's been a woman... On the horizon, who is kind of uh, trying to, I, don't, I really don't want to use the word weasel, but I am going to use the word weasel, trying to weasel her way in. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny because if there was another guy that was looking for a job, I wouldn't be concerned whatsoever at right. all, right. at all. You know, we've had many, uh, I've known many of uh, uh, a gentleman coming in and out of this building, and I've only been here a year and a half. So I understand that, you know, guys come and go. There are, what, seven, eight men here on a somewhat regular rotation, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm the only chick. Now, that doesn't mean that there can't be uh, two chicks or three chicks or anything more than one, but 
this is a male-dominated industry, and this isn't a feminist rant by any by any stretch of the imagination. This is just a statistical analysis that sure. there's just rarely women in talk radio, and when they're on a show, there's only one. I've never seen a successful morning show with more than one chick. When you mentioned it earlier today, I tried to think of like I tried to think of There's one. Not, I've maybe you heard of one. There isn't I any. I couldn't think of anything successful that was. Yeah, and but, yeah. you're lucky if your name even makes it in the fucking title of the show. Mm-hmm. In the event that it doesn't, there's only one of you. There's you're the sidekick, your co-host, whatever. That's fine. I'm not saying I need to be the host. There's a host here and there. It's rare, but. For the most part, it's just uh, it's a one-chick wonder. That's kind of the formula yep. of the show, especially if it's geared towards men. Because mm-hmm. men don't really want to hear a bunch of women blabbering on about Pinterest and fucking shoes and clothes. They want their <laughs> fucking tits out. I know what you guys want. I, I understand the name of the game. I'm not complaining about it. I'm not. Listen, I'm not. The last thing that I do when any of the guys here say shit about women is is getting upset. Because then you're making their point. Yeah. And I'm not changing any minds and hearts. I'm not going to tell Bubba to respect women more. What a a futile attempt. I'm not going to tell Dan to, you know, be nicer to women and say that they're just as good as men. He thinks what he thinks. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't affect me. I'm going to just keep living my life the way that I have. I understand I'm a bit offbeat, a bit unorthodox and non-conventional when it comes to women and and what women do and what women like to do i'm obviously a woman i'm pronouns she her whatever but i uh i i find men to be funnier most of the time and i i i like being around men i'm a man lover i don't hate men i know that a lot of women do in this day and age and they blame a lot of men for their problems or issues in their life it's fucking bullshit they just can't handle the heat and I'm a, I'm a paper tiger when it comes to a lot of things but I feel like uh, emotionally I'm I'm not that I'll handle it and I'm a pretty good sport about most things I'll get upset but I get over things pretty quickly but in any sense it does make me a little bit alarmed because I imagine that the he, bubble would keep the formula the same I don't think there's ever been two women on the show that were full-timers um and so I don't think if he were to bring another woman in, I imagine that I would be exiting stage left. That's how I see things going, which is why I'm concerned. Now, if he was telling me I want another chick because I want two, if that was the deal, then I wouldn't be worried. But I know how this thing works. And you guys, you people listening, you don't want to hear more than one chick. I get it. And you would prefer if I had nice big titties for you to look at so you wouldn't even have to, like, listen to my voice or anything that I had to say. I get it. It doesn't bother me. It's the state of affairs. I understand male-dominated radio. And to be honest with you, I quite like it. I don't really listen to anything that's really geared towards women. Occasionally, I do listen to Call Her Daddy because it's fun and they talk about insane things like whatever, you know, blowing six guys at once. Nothing I would know about. Right. So I, it's not it's kind of fun for me to like peek into that world. But also, that's really not like a, a female oriented thing in the sense that it's um, people like it because it's raunchy. They mm-hmm. don't like it because it's like, ooh, wine and stories. It's like I was I had a finger in my asshole. Like yeah. guys like that show just as much as women do, I'm sure. Yeah, it's about sucking dick, not about how to put chapstick on. Exactly. And boy, let me tell you something. It Sometimes it is. I think there are certain things to ask of other people that you don't know that is rude. Okay, let me give you an example. Perfect yeah. example. Yeah, like what? Well, 
a few weeks ago, um, I was taking like a uh, an exercise class. Okay. And Jazzercise, shall yeah, we? Yeah, you know, what bitches do. It was a Zumba class. <laughs> you know, it was a little different. Sometimes people were going a little red in the face from the Zumba, you know, maybe a triangle choke. Who knows? But this girl was going up to every girl in the class asking if they had deodorant. Now, I didn't even know this bitch's name. She comes up to me and asks me if I have any deodorant that she could use because she forgot to put some on. Now, it's funny because the girl next to me was in the locker room with me beforehand, and she saw me putting on deodorant. So she knew that I had it on me. Mm -hmm. And this girl comes up to me and is like, do you have any deodorant? And I just go up. I don't. And I was, you know, not that the other girl would rat me out. She didn't give a fuck, but she didn't Still, say anything. Yeah. But you just, I don't feel, I don't even know you. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't even feel comfortable doing that with someone I did know. Like, it's just gross. Yeah. I, I barely want to give you my spray deodorant, let alone. <laughs> yeah. And it was roll on and I don't know you. And yeah. it's, just, it's just fucking gross. No, it and it's disgusting. unhygienic. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that you smell bad, but I'm not, no, mm -mm, I'm not going to be polite. And I, and I was polite. I just said, I, I don't have it. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a, you know, some time ago, so another person asked me for a, a personal item, mm -hmm. like some chapstick, for example. Right. Now, for those that don't know me and rarely know me well, which, you know, good for you. It's dark and <laughs> scary where in my the place I live in my head. But I'm a germaphobe. Like, I probably use a gallon of soap every eight days. Like, it's insane. Yeah, I refill the soap here. I know how about it. Yeah, is. it's really fucking bad. And it is, you know, I'm not trying to be like, it's a mental disorder, but it fucking is, mm -hmm. folks. It's been diagnosed. I've been treated with Prozac. I've talked to psychologists. I've talked to psychiatrists. I like to think I have it under control. It's not as bad as it used to be in the sense that I know that I, I have mechanisms that I've learned to cope with it, but it got really bad my second year of college and I kind of had a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. They gave me Ativan. They gave me Prozac. I didn't like being all pilled up. That's It wasn't... It, my. My parents were very wary about it, especially my father. He was like, I don't like you on mood-altering drugs. I was like, I don't like me on mood-altering drugs. I eventually, and by eventually, I mean, I was on these pills for less than eight months. Like, I didn't like it. Okay. But I, well, the most, the best thing that I learned were um, just mechanisms and tools to help me cope with it. Yeah, coping mechanisms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that, I wasn't my own disease like because I w my concern was that I'm crazy and spunky, but I also have OCD. So I didn't know where the OCD ended and my personality began like because right. they were so interwoven mm -hmm. that I thought that if I were to somehow rid myself of the OCD that I would somehow lose a, a huge chunk of my personality. And I was confused and I it was just it was just it was an identity crisis. It was a mental crisis. It was just a fucking crisis. So anyways, I'm a germaphobe, okay? I don't even like sharing shit with people I fucking know. Mm -hmm. yeah, that freaks me out. So people I don't know, it is very, um, you know, not my jam to just share. Th like, I'm not going to share an ice cream cone with a stranger. Be like, I'll take a lick, you take a lick. It's like, I don't fucking know you. I know where those dick-sucking lips have been. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, recently, a situation kind of like that happened where I was putting on some chapstick. Someone caught me. Mm -hmm. said, hey, I forgot some chapstick. Can I ask on that chapstick? And I went, man, I really don't want to give this bitch my chapstick. 
but it was kind of in a public situation. Mm-hmm. There is a 100% chance that I would interact with this person again. So I have to take that into account. If it was just some stranger, I'd be like, fuck you, bitch, run away, never see her again. But that's not the case. So I do this quick little cost-benefit analysis in my head. I go, all right, I think I got this chapstick like a year ago. So I could just throw it out with me be. But anyways, give this bitch to the chapstick. Then I start to get to know this bitch a little bit better. Okay. Uh, she's into some interesting, crazy shit. Oh. Yeah. She likes some crazy stuff. Okay. And um, when I learned about kind of what was going on in her sexual life, oh, I uh, I took that chapstick and I fucking threw it right in the garbage where it belonged. I'm like, you live here now, motherfucker. Now, it's funny because, you know, instead of being, instead of just like letting it go, which is something that I'm not good at, I get really, really mad for her for even asking. I'm like, how fucking dare you ask? Because... I could have said no, but what What yeah. the fuck do you say when someone's like, because you, you can't lie and say, I don't see it. I could either say, hey, I have herpes. I don't have any. I don't have any. <laughs> I could say I have herpes, but now I'm fucking, now I'm lying about a condition I don't have. And now, mm-hmm. now she could possibly be like, don't, don't talk to Anna. She's got fucking herpes. Right. So I don't want that rolling around. And you do quick cost benefit analysis. You go, all right, fuck it. Here you go. Take it. She uses it two seconds, but now to me, there's no way in fucking hell that I would be able to do the mental gymnastics to convince myself to put that chapstick back on my lips. And That's you just can't, not going to happen. And you can't tell them, oh, go ahead and keep it because I'll never use that shit again. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't You can't be rude. So you just got to kind of bite the bullet. And listen, I t- what did I say at the beginning of the show? I fucking hate wasting money. So mm-hmm. that chapstick had plenty of life left in it. And I had to throw it in the garbage and it was soft lips. It was a good brand. I liked it. But now it's gone. It's gone Man. forever. Man. <laughs> Hi, who's this? What's up? Hello? Hi, who's this? This is Ashley. Trickney. what's up? I feel like you're, uh, hey. you're hiding from someone in a bunker. Yeah, you sound like you're a state away. <laughs> well, I'm actually at my best friend's house, and I get like the whole basement to myself. So Ooh, The basement? Um, yeah, I didn't, I'm in Georgia. Like, oh, Georgia. Yeah, it's less yeah. when I said she's a yeah. state away. What? So why are you in Georgia? You're anyway. just hanging out with your friend? No, she's um like 33 weeks pregnant, and so they're having a baby shower for her here. Oh, I'm like, so well, she can't drink with you. Yesterday. Why are you there? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I don't drink anyways, though. It's perfect. Oh, that's right. But um, someone asked you for their chapstick, for your chapstick? Yeah, and it was someone I didn't know at all. I would die. I would die. I am like a chapstick freak. If I don't have chapstick on me... Mm-hmm. I I will lose my mind. Yeah, and but then would you ask me, a stranger for some? Like, absolutely not. Right. I would rather suffer. I would, like, oh, no. Yeah. I don't even like to share it like with my mom. Would, right. No. That's what I'm saying. Would you like a good friend? Would you use their chapstick? <sighs> no. Okay. Well, I'm going to take that back. Like, maybe my best friend I'm here with her. But I mean, but yeah, you never like a stra- a stranger or like a, an outlier friend. You like you you, you never even no, ask. No, who does that? Right. It's well, disgusting. I got some it's, names. It's rude to even ask. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, like deodorant is one thing, but chapstick, like, oh my god. This okay, is, so no. All right, so how about this? So so let's say you're with like some kind of friends, but not you know whatever. Like you just know them and stuff. You hang out a little bit, and you're putting on chapstick, and one of them asks you to use it. What do you say? Or what do you do? Because oh, obviously you can't, um, like like she, like Anna just said, you can't say I don't have any because you're putting it on your lips right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. That hasn't happened in a long time. I think my friends know me well enough to like not ask and like to have their own. Mm. But when I was with um, my friend's daughters last night, they wanted my lip gloss, and I was like, "A lip gloss is popping. You can just have it." Yeah. yeah. All right, keep keep talking to Blitz. I'm gonna grab a Brita Willie because I'm really thirsty. There we go. Oh. Hi, Ashley. It's just hey, me boy. and you now. You're in trouble. <laughs> that was oh, me on that, on that song today. What's that? That was me on that song today. Yeah, I think so. When you shut up. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. How long are you in Georgia for? Till Thursday. And then, and then, what are you doing? Coming home. Are you gonna get face fucked? I mean, probably. Good. God. I need to do some of that. Material. I need to do some of that as well. Not to you. Yeah, why don't you that. focus on that? <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah, to you. Thanks. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe, 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 this week, maybe, maybe this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I got some. Right. I got some stuff lined up. We'll see what happens. Weekend plans is that where we left off? We were talking about face fucking. <laughs> oh, that's what, what Ashley knows about. Surprise. Mm. Uh, this weekend, to be honest with you, I really can't talk about what I'm doing this weekend. It's kind of a secret. Oh, shit. It's kind of a secret. I can talk about it on Monday, but I can't talk about it right now. Well, on that note, I will let you go, and I hope you have a great time. Thank you. Thank <laughs> have you fun so much. in Georgia. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for this weekend. We got some cool stuff going on, but, you know, I just, I don't know who's listening right now, so I have to just kind of keep my mouth shut yeah. about some stuff. That may or may not be happening, so we'll see. I gotcha. Hello, who's this? I know what that means. Hello. Hi. Hi, Anna. Hey, Blitz. It's Mark the Frog. Mark the fucking frog. What's up? Uh, I just want to mark out, you know? Mark out. So uh, I'm on my way home. Two more hours. I'll be in Montreal for my last delivery. Oh, nice. What you hauling now? I had tombstones, believe it or not. Tombstones? I dropped off eight. Eight pallets of tombstones. Oh, I love pizzas. What's that? I love pizza. No, tombstones, like, you know, for the for the graves. Oh, a real tombstone. Not oh, the brand of, of pizza. Of course. And uh, now I got a sawmill. I got to drop off a big sawmill. It's about 20 foot long inside my trailer. Oh, okay. Anna needs one of those. A yeah, it's like foot. a wood miser. Brand new wood miser. Oh, shit. Say it ain't so on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks Have for fun. calling in, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of the show, and I'll be listening later. Aww, All right. Thank thanks. you. Thanks. Have a great weekend, guys. All right. All right you too, man. You too. Mark used to call in all the time. He, yeah. He is, he ca- is he Canadian or he's just going to Canada? Oh, no. He is Canadian. He is Canadian. Oh, I'm like, boy. Is he from Canada? Because he sounds like he's from a like a, like a different country. I know Canada is a different country, but I mean like overseas, different country. No, he's solid Canadian. He's just solid Canadian. Oh, I yeah. am actually having a Canadian friend come visit in about two, three weeks. I haven't seen this dude in about three in about five years. We were friends nice. in Michigan. I'm really fucking excited to see him. He is the coolest fucking dude. He, I mean, fuck. He knows so much about me and I know so much about, I've I've admitted things to him that I don't think I've, I've said to another human body. Really? Because he just fucking, he gets it. He is just, he has a, certainly like a growth mindset 
and he just understands like the um like how deep and dark people can be. Oh yeah. And I think I've like admitted things to him, like like thoughts I've had, not like suicidal ideation or anything like that. But I think I've admitted to him about you know a few situations where I go, I, I like I wish ill on this person. Okay. Like I want bad things to happen, like shit like that. Okay. Where most people be like, I love everybody, and like I don't want anything bad to happen. I go, I honestly would, I would dance on their grave. Okay. And he'd be like, yeah, that's that's totally normal. Like, he at least plays that way. And it's not even that he's not being judgmental. He's just a good listening ear. And he gives great fucking advice. And he was in med school. He was doing rotations in Michigan when I was there. And we ended up meeting and just, like, hitting it off super, super fucking well. And... um He's just he's just such a fucking solid person. I don't think I have like even a single picture of him at all. And when I was going through the worst roommate situation of my fucking life, mm-hmm. oh my god, I had a situation in Michigan where I was living with this dude that not a boyfriend, just a roommate oh, who happened yeah. to be a man. <laughs> um, he was this Indian guy from India, and actually my friend who's visiting is also an Indian guy. So whatever, right, right. But this guy's actually the guy I lived with. His name was Chinmay. He was actually from India. Okay. And really smart guy. We got along really fucking well. And then we kind of had a little bit of a situation. But, you know, we had had little tiffs in the past. And mm-hmm. I just thought we were kind of going to work through it. We did not work through it. Okay. And I remember it started probably December, January. Let's say January 2013. Okay. It is the polar vortex. Let me, let me, let me paint the picture of what the fuck is going on. It is the polar vortex in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. It's the worst. Now they always say it's the worst winter, the worst winter. It was the worst winter they had seen in 130 years in terms of like uh, sub Mm -hmm. negative degree temperatures and also amount of snowfall. Every day it was constantly snowing every fucking day for three months. It was like negative 10 degrees every fucking day. You couldn't get anything done. And he would not talk to me. He was oh. giving me the silent treatment. Now, to give someone the silent treatment... For like, how many? A couple, two, three days? Eight months. Well, hold on. Whoa, whoa. I lived with someone for eight months, and we did not speak a single word to each other. To the point where we would fucking be making food inches away from each other, and he would not acknowledge me. Now, did you try to talk to him? Yes, I mean, like- yes. Yes, I did. To the point where I was in tears, because I'm like, what the fuck? And we were best... But we were like the odd couple, huh. you know, because we were always hanging out because we lived together. I had moved to Michigan. I didn't know anybody. He had moved to Michigan. He didn't know anybody. We had a, our cohort of, of friends, you know, and, and we became close very quickly because all of us didn't know anybody else. Mm-hmm. We we're all from out of state, you know, people from he had moved from Indiana because he went to Ball State before he came to okay. Michigan. And then we had uh, another chick from San Diego who ended up being just like a, a fat whore, whatever. There's no no big deal. Um, and then there was just like a guy from San Jose, like just all over the country, North Carolina, Georgia, everywhere. So we became close very quickly because we had no other friends. Mm-hmm. And I was very close with this guy, obviously, because we lived together. And he was like a funny guy. And he was the one that introduced me to Impractical Jokers. And we would sit and we'd watch TV and we would laugh and... And it was just so fun to be friends with someone who you would never be friends with on in any other circumstances because I was a little bit of a party girl, you know, around then. I mm-hmm. like to go out all the time, and um, 
I was going to parties all the time right before I moved to Michigan. And I moved to Michigan, and all of a sudden there was like deer in my backyard, and I had no friends. And I went, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. So we bond, we all bonded as a cohort, but especially him and I because we lived together, obviously. So every day hanging out, we'd go to class together, we'd go to lunch together, we would eat dinner together. We were just like a, essentially a sexless married couple. And we had a little bit of a, a situation, and I don't know if he had some pent-up anger towards me or whatnot, but he decided that he was going to terminate the friendship um, without terminating the lease. Okay. <laughs> so It happens. We, we lived together for a year, no problem, and then we were probably about four months deep into our uh, second round of the lease, and mm-hmm. he j- just fell out, and um, he did not speak to me for eight months. How long did you know each other before that? Uh, zero days and zero hours. No, 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 before he stopped talking to you. Oh, we lived with each other for a year and four months. Oh, okay. So it's been a, okay. Yeah. I mean, it went so well the first year. We're like, well, let's just renew because it was like a, it was a two year program for me. Okay. So I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere and not moving sounds awesome. So, and it was a great like little neighborhood and stuff like that. Had a cute little gym. It was very close to campus. It Mm -hmm. was five minute drive from campus. It was a five minute drive from Whole Foods. So I'm like, my ass ain't going nowhere. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was fucking horrible. And in the worst hour of that situation where, I mean, at one point he was just like yelling at me and screaming at me and telling me I was a piece of shit. That's how, that's when he would talk to me. Cause I was, I mean, I've never like begged someone before, but I'm like, why are, like, what the fuck is going Like, it was just f- insane that you're friends with someone, everything's cool. And then there's a little bit of a situation. And instead of like sitting me down and being like, these are the issues, he was just like, fuck you, I'm done. And he just completely ignored me. Hmm. <laughs> Eight months. And, and and there was a few times during that period where I'd be like, are we still doing this? Like, what the fuck? This is insane. Like, you, you're not, you, you walk in, you don't even look at, like, as if I'm an invisible ghost. You're not even looking at me. It's just crazy. Did you actually say that to him? Yes. Okay, I'm like, okay. you're just not, you're just going to, are we just going to, and he just had the determination. He was so angry. Oh, man. Mad respect for that guy. Yeah. He really stayed true to the game. I did not. And I remember I was having like my worst day ever with him because I think he was just, he was just throwing things at me just to hurt my feelings sort of stuff. And things that hurt your, the things that hurt your feelings the most, um, Obviously, when the intention is to hurt your feelings, but also when they're true. Yeah. When something is true that you have like divulged to someone mm-hmm. that you know your your deepest insecurity. Because we mm-hmm. had a lot of my parents had recently gotten divorced, and I was a fucking mess, and yeah. I had you know uh, divulged some things to him related to that and not related to that. But he used that shit against me, boy. Not with my parents, but I had I had mm-hmm. said a few things about my insecurities, and he fucking confirmed them. You know, okay. in anger. Which was really, really hurtful. Um, especially coming from someone that you cared about. Like, I really admired yeah, him. Like, he was a friend. And There's, once you get to that point, like, that's, like, the final, like, like, you can't come back from that. No. And, I mean, like, you fucking assholes that listen, I don't even know you. Know your face, what you look like, anything about you. You say shit, it hurts my feelings sometimes. So you can only imagine when it comes from someone that you essentially were married to for a year and a half mm-hmm. you know and then they start saying shit to you and you're just like holy fuck is it, have you felt this way the whole time you know i i certainly wasn't as considerate then as i am now i like to think that i'm a lot more sensitive to people's feelings and i, I don't like it if people are uncomfortable and i think i was just kind of rolling around doing whatever but i was fucking 25 i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i still don't know what the fuck i'm doing to be honest so anyways in my darkest hour, I meet this guy, Rahul, and he's the guy that's visiting. And okay. fucking what a light of joy. Like, just always 
I mean, he deals with a lot of shit that he's had to, but he always like comes to the table with a fucking smile. And he always comes to the table with like a plan. Okay. You know, even when shit is going bad and shit has gone bad for him before, really fucking bad. And he might take a break, you know, and kind of go into recluse mode where he's just kind of a hermit and deals with his shit. But he comes back out and he's just like, it is what it is. You yeah. know, he'll bitch and complain about stuff. But he 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 always there's always a silver lining to him, which is just he's just a, fre- a breath of fresh air. Really fucking cool guy. So he came to visit me probably August of 2016. It was a few months after I um, moved here. Okay. And I haven't seen him since. He's been up in uh, Toronto so he's in for a rude awakening when he comes to freedom. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. But he has uh, he has another girlfriend in uh, I think she lives in Orlando, so they're gonna go to EDC. Oh okay, and do a bunch of drugs. And I'm really excited. I get to see him before he goes to EDC. Right. I don't want the after EDC. Well, Rahul. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I need pre EDC Rahul. So um, I'm really Waste excited to see him. Serotonin in his system. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see him. I haven't seen him in in such a long time, and it's just. He's just one of those fucking rock solid friends, and that you see like twice a decade. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, definitely one of the one of the best friends that I've ever had and ever will have. Hello, who's this? Oh my God, Ada, get over it! I was not mad at you. I had laryngitis for nine months, <laughs> and you kept coming into the kitchen every time I was there, and you would hit me with your hair. I do not like that. Please don't talk shit about me. Sorry, Jimmy. That was actually pretty good. It was good. Yeah, that was actually really fucking good. But the funny thing about Chinmay is like... I he, like that guy that just called him. Yeah. Him. Was it Iggy? No, I'm not going to say. Oh. I'll tell you later. The thing that I really appreciate about uh, Chinmay probably the most is that he he didn't want to be around anyone like of his own culture because he really wanted to assimilate into being an American okay, or into American life. And to the point where he even taught himself how to, when he spoke English, to sound like an American. Now, obviously, it sounded like he, you could tell he wasn't from the States. But the way he would say words, he would, like, really force himself to say it with an American accent. Mm -hmm. Because he realized when he talked with a heavy Indian accent that, you know, people would just kind of look at him as a foreigner. People would be like, what? Like, huh? What are you saying? So he really made a concerted effort to sound like the people that he was around because he wanted to assimilate. He's like, I'm in the, I'm in fucking America. He was an American citizen. He was just studying here, but he's like, I want to, I want to fit in. I want the American experience, and I'm not going to get that if I just hang around a bunch of you know Indian people and we do Indian stuff. He goes, I don't want that, and he was like, you know, purposely go like. You know, he, he would eat. I'm like, what, you're, are you eating a hamburger? Because a lot of he was raised vegetarian and they don't really eat beef. But he was like right. all in the cheeseburger game and um, just making sure that he he wanted to sound like he was American. And okay. which I fucking really respected. Sure, sure. Really respected. But he uh, it yeah, makes a big difference. Didn't really respect me. But that's OK. You just kind of got let bygones be bygones. Uh, no big deal. Um, I would love to talk to that guy. I, I think about him from time to time. Every once in a while, I go, I wonder what the fuck he is up to. Because, boy, did he, but he had a lot of, we eat, at one point we even had, I know this is, this is, it sounds so petty and crazy, and I can't believe this was, like, my reality for almost a year. Um, we, it got to the point where we had, like, separate trash cans. Like, he didn't want anything to do with whatever. Oh and my, my And my cousin God. came to visit. And we went on a road trip. And he, my cousin just literally picked me up. We, like, he helped me, like, get my shit together, and then we were off. We did a, a, a road trip through Canada for, like, a week, me and my cousin, Andrew. And 
he, my cousin Andrew, threw something in his trash can. Mm-hmm. And he fucking texted me about it. He's like, why the fuck would you put something in my trash? You're like, hey, I got you to talk. Nobody texted me. Oh, well, and I go, close enough. Dude, I told, and I, and we would, we would communicate through text because there are some things like rent is due or whatever. Oh, okay. But I was like, I told you my cousin is coming. He probably didn't know that we had two separate trash cans <laughs> and put a piece separate? of trash in your trash. I'm so sorry that my cousin made the uh, abysmal mistake of putting trash in the wrong trash can. And he didn't say anything, obviously. But I was just like, are you? F- this is fucking. The real jump for nipples, 500 bits. Also, Bob Army Grant sent probably about six or 700 bits total. Thank earlier. you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. So anyways, that was my situation. Ended up moving out to uh, <clears throat> Royal Oak, which was probably about 25 minutes away. That's a cool little place. That that is cool. If you're in Detroit and you're Metro Detroit, it's about maybe 25 minutes away from the city, um, the heart of the city, and that is a cool little town. Now, go hold. So back to this guy. So I mean, obviously, you knew your lease was going to be up. Yeah. It was like, was there any texting back and forth? Like, hey, the lease is up. Like, we're getting we move out this date. Like, what was? Yeah, like there was just just technical logistical shit. Okay, we have to be out by this date. Blah blah blah. Now, did and, he move out too, or do you know? Yeah, he he moved out as well. I think he had a he had a girlfriend because I would see this chick rolling around sometimes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It, I heard a little bit about her before when we were actually friends, and then okay. all of a sudden she was just around, and I just like run in my room. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, I think he moved in with her possibly, and I I met a girl um, and moved in with her in in Royal Oak, and she was fucking awesome. Yeah, coolest chick ever. I mean, she was really the one that introduced me to acid. I really have to hand it off to her because I was too scared to do psychedelics before her. Okay, I did. That's a lie. I did shrooms, but I was scared to do acid. And I remember she couldn't. Um, she had this really interesting schedule because she didn't get a DUI. She got, um, what was it called? It was like a severe DUI. What is it called? Like a, I, I forgot what the adjective was, but like, it was like a super DUI, let's say. It was like okay. a souped up, because she didn't just get like pulled over and asked to do a surprise. She fucking crashed into a ditch. Oh. I think it was called a super DUI. So she like lost her license for a certain amount of time. Now, when I met her, she had her license, but she had to take- a sobriety test three times a week, and I think a drug test once a week. Jesus. Like, had to go into a facility at least, I think, twice a week for alcohol, once a week or once a month for drugs. Now, this bitch had it down to a legit fucking science. Now, the thing is, they don't tell you when you have to come in for the alcohol mm-hmm. test, so you don't really know. But she would time it that if she had the second one on like Wednesday or Thursday, she knew she was free till like Saturday and she would For be a couple days. Right. So that yeah. she'd be, I mean, the bitch had it down to a science of like hours. She's like, if I have four more hours, I'll come up clean. I'm like, I cannot believe you're playing with fly- fire like this. Cause she was one of the rare people, maybe one of the only people I know that went to college, got a bachelor's degree and then got a good paying job. Hmm. Very, very eighties. Very, maybe even 90s, you know, certainly very 70s, but not in the, not in 2014, like, no. Not very common. Not post, uh, you know, a recession, like, that's not 
what that's not a millennial thing. You don't go and get a college degree and then get a good paying job. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, this bitch was like managing some sort of company. They were sending her to Chicago and sending her all these places. And she had like a, I mean, I was like, you got a fucking company phone and you got a company computer and you got a company car. Like she got all this shit through the company and she's going on vacay and the company's, she's like, yeah, I'm going to write this off in my company. We have a meeting and then fucking North Carolina. I'm like, you are just a bad bitch. And, but the thing is, she was a dirty bitch. Okay. She was a dirty, dirty, not sexually, but holy fuck, did this girl like to party? I've like I've never seen before, and she knew that she couldn't do cocaine because that stayed in her system too long, and they would test for it. She knew she couldn't do. I don't think she could do like ecstasy or anything like that because they would test for it. No Molly, nothing like that. Mm. So she would do. I fucking swear to God, she was doing acid like every week or every other week. Okay. I mean, completely destroying brain cells. And I used to think people on acid would, like, walk around. Like, I thought acid was, like, meth. Like, before I met her, I'm like, oh, people that do acid are, like, people that do meth. Like, no, not true. Um, I thought I was really scared to even try it. I was like, this is insane. But her and her boyfriend had done literally, like, any drug that you'd be like, ketamine. They're like, yeah, we got it on us. I'm like, I would learn about a new drug. I'm like, hey, Matt, have you tried a... I think I heard Rogue. I swear to God, I was like, I heard Rogue talking about this drug called like DMT. Like he's like, yeah, I, I, I did it when I was like fourteen. I was right. like, what? So he would tell me about her and him both, but especially him. But anyways, this bitch would do acid every fucking other week, and I remember she'd come home sometimes and I'd be like, Are you on acid right now? She's like, Yeah. I'm like, and you're not like biting people's faces off. She's like, No, and it's not like bath salts. I go, Oh, interesting. Um, so she was really the one that kind of opened my eyes that you could actually be a, uh, a professional person and party your fucking face off. But it was insane how she was juggling this for about two years. She would have to get hmm. tested and, and, you know, make sure she would drink and be like, I have to stop at 8 PM and I have to make sure I have this much food in my system. Oh, like, Jesus. I mean, she was like Kevin Hazlett science, you right, know what right, I mean? Right. Like to the hour, how much she was eating, what, but she just, she dialed it in. She got it done. Now she's like a super successful business woman and she lives in um, Chicago and she has a son and hmm. it's just crazy because you're like, no, I, rem- I remember you and your. When was the last time you talked to her? Um, She moved to Chicago uh, probably in 2015. I think we lived together for like maybe a year and so then she moved to Chicago. Okay. And then oh, we went, I went to go visit her with my boyfriend at the time and, and somebody else. And we went to a, what was it called? Spring Awakening. I think that if my Chicago eyes out there, I think that was a music festival that happened or still happens maybe to this day. Uh, but yeah, that that was the last time I saw her. We we keep in touch. Like when she got pregnant and stuff, I sent okay. her a message. And, you know, on her birthday, I'll shout her out or something like that. But, you know, we're not we're not super close. But she was my angel from heaven after dealing with the hell of... You know, the roommate that wouldn't speak to me or look at me for eight months like that. That is that's like some fucking cruel and unusual shit. Yeah, I like you that. know, no, thank you. Eight one three ninety Bubba. Um, My dad likes to talk about his will a lot. Okay. I just want to make sure that that's a normal thing that people do. My uh, dad, I've talked about uh, to will about this as well. His father, maybe it's just a boomer thing. They love discussing the, the the terms and conditions of their will and what you're going to get when they fucking take a lick. Hmm. My dad loves it. Talks about it on yeah. the regular. So you've told me that before. So. Yeah. 
He loves it. He's got it all set up. He's like, this is where everything is. If as soon as I die, call this person and that's going to set off a chain of events and you can get this money through the school district because my dad's a teacher and da, 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 da. And then you need to go to, you know, call this lawyer in Israel because there's an apartment and da, da, da. my dad has an apartment in Israel and that's on beachfront property. They're breaking it down and building a new one, like high rise. Yeah. And he's getting one of those. And he's like, that's going to be worth like a million. Who knows? So um, my dad just loves talking about it. So I was talking to him about it yesterday. And it's funny. My dad was like super gung-ho about retiring. He's gonna probably going to retire in the next two to three years. And mm-hmm. he, he talks about it. He's like, maybe I should do it now. Maybe I should do it later. But he realized like he doesn't know what the fuck he's going to do when he retires. He's like, what am I going to do every day? And I'm like, has that not crossed your mind that yeah, you will well, I mean, um, not have a job? Isn't that part of retiring? Yeah, but here's the thing, though, is my dad My dad is, like, tired of working, and I think that this last year especially, he goes, it fucking sucks. It's so... Yeah. My dad likes doing his own thing, but he's like, it is so um, clinical and dry and impersonal because everyone has to wear a mask and everyone's, like, distant, so you don't even really get the full effect of, like, a community when everyone's, like, masked up and, like, away from each other. So even that water cooler kind of vibe that you hate and love at the same time, it's like, you're so excited not to go to work, but that's kind of the best part of it is interacting with your colleagues and stuff. You're in the trenches together teaching these shitty kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, he's not even doing that, so he was thinking about retiring, but then he goes... You know, I know people who are retired and they don't fucking do anything. Right. I go, yeah, dad, that's the point of retiring is you, you're done working. You, you, you paid into the system your whole life and then you're going to get a check in the mail until you die. And he goes, you know, once you retire, you can't, you can't really come out of it when it, in terms of, you know, his job, but he could always get like a part-time job mm-hmm. and, or be a sub or something. But once he's out of the system and they filed for retirement, apparently you can't, re- it's a, re- a vasectomy you cannot reverse. Right, right. And I think he's he's fine with that. But it's it, yesterday was the first time that he was a little bit wary about retiring. Huh. I think that retiring is a is a terrible idea if you don't have something lined up like to but take up your time. Doesn't he have like hobbies and stuff he could do, or is that just like he does? But he's also um, extremely hyperactive. I've okay. never met someone with more ener- natural energy than my dad. Okay. I, I don't want to say natural. My dad has a few cups of coffee, but even if there was no coffee involved, I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah. certain my dad would be bouncing off the fucking wall still. Okay. Um, he just needs to keep his mind occupied. He needs to have a regimented schedule. And if he doesn't have anywhere to go, it's fun for a day with him, maybe okay. two. Okay. After that, he's going to go crazy, much like me. I don't ever plan on retiring because I don't have a you know a four hundred one k and I don't uh, I don't think there's going to be any social security left for me by the time I get to retirement age. There, yeah, there won't be. But I also feel like this is a job, and my dad was like, you're just saying that because you, you can't think outside. Maybe that's true. Maybe I can't think outside of, like, the way I think now. But mm-hmm. I also, I mean, you see fucking Rush Limbaugh did it, you know, and he died three months later, you know? Well, I mean, he kind of had uh, cancer that right. was going to kill him. I understand that, but still, it's not like he was sick, and he still pushed through. What and- sucks is people who, like, work their whole life so they can retire— they do retire and like they're going to start doing that and go on vacations and all that shit and then they die like right away. They don't get to do any of that. Yeah, that would fucking suck. Because like the whole point of retiring is so you can do all that shit. Right, right. But I mean, even like look at Larry King and who who died, what, like 87 or something or or even like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Bitch was still fucking working until mm-hmm. she took a lick. Whatever. 
I, and again, maybe I won't work in the same capacity or the same hours or something like that, but I really think that this is something that I could do for the rest of my life, not only because obviously I really enjoy it and it's a good time and I enjoy talking to people who want to listen to shit I have to say. I don't know. I still am kind of curious as to why. Because right. you have imposter syndrome, and I, I feel like I did much earlier in my career, and not not so much now, but still sometimes, where you're like, why do people get, like care what I have to say? Like, mm-hmm. but then you have to realize the way to make it in this business is you have to be an egotistical narcissist. You have to think I have things that people want to hear. Like that's just a part of the business, sure. right? Because if you thought like I have nothing cool to say, then you wouldn't be doing what you do, obviously. But. Um, I also think that this is like I like the fact that the job forces me to you know keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on all the time. Yeah, you ha- you have to look up some news and you have to be things. yeah you have to be in the know about what's going on currently. You have to be uh, during controversial events or scandals or whatever. Yeah, you have to kind of pick a side or at least know enough to have an opinion about something mm-hmm. that takes some critical thinking and so it's just a job that even though it's just sitting and talking you really do have to flex your mental muscles a lot in terms of preparation for the show the actual show trying to be witty trying to you know have to pay attention and especially the more people there are in studio the like more laser locked i have to be on when someone takes a breath so you can say something yes because i'm not the host of the show the big show obviously so I have to kind of strategically place myself because if I say something at the wrong time, I'm going to get shit on or I'm going to ruin the moment or whatever. So you have to keep be mindful of that as well. So you just have to it's just something that keeps your mind sharp. And that's something that I don't ever want to lose in my life mm-hmm. is, you know, flexing your mental muscles. Because once you stop thinking and you stop doing puzzles and that's when you fucking get Alzheimer's and die. And they did this study with a bunch of. uh bunch of nuns almost the nurses i'm like nuns no in Same a thing. yeah in a monastery and they found that one of the things that can kind of it doesn't prevent alzheimer's in terms of like the mental deterioration because the mental deterioration of these nuns like posthumously did i say that right they were fucking <laughs> dead okay and they looked at the brain that's what yeah, i meant so it's after they were funny yeah i've passed uh fucking post post Omar. Um, humanistly? It's not humanistly. It's not humorously. What the fuck is it? Humorous? No. What is death? Post humor. Human. It's there's no it's not humor. What is it? I want to say it right. Post humanous? Post dead. Okay. They were looking at them, they died. Alright. They they looked at their brains, these fucking nuns. Um, and they all had signs of alzheimer's which i think is like a, a beta protein buildup okay which prevents the synapses from firing whatever but none of these nuns <clears throat> when they were alive exhibited any signs of alzheimer's so they said how could this be well one of the ways to kind of fight against the effects of alzheimer's is neuroplasticity so yes. how did that happen okay so they were doing a lot of fucking puzzles they're they had a community of people so they're keeping their social skills strong they're reading books they're staying engaged they're having conversations so basically when if we're looking at this as like a bunch of roads you know mm-hmm. just because you know the fucking howard franklin shut down you could still take gandhi and you can get to the same place yep all right so that's what these they strengthen these other neural pathways through keeping, because they were they were treating their brain like a muscle, right? If you want to get your biceps stronger and bigger, what do you do? You have to fucking work them out all the time, mm-hmm. right? 
And that's exactly what these nurses, these nuns did, is that they were reading, they were writing, they were doing puzzles, they were doing shit like that. So when the fucking main road broke down, they had all these side streets ready to go, and they exhibited no signs of Alzheimer's. Even if you looked at their brains, they were just, it was ridden with Alzheimer's. Now, that's the way to fight against it, you know, once the damage has been done. The only other ways to prevent Alzheimer's, and Alzheimer's runs in my family, so I'm a little bit concerned. Mm -hmm. Two ways to do it. Exercise. Anything that's good for your heart's going to be good for your brain. And fucking sleep. Mm. Sleep, 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 which is something that Blitz and I discussed a lot because it's probably the thing that we are the worst at. I actually had a conversation last night with a friend that, a friend that I don't talk to all that often, but he was I, he was like, hey, you're going to go to this firework thing. And I said, yeah, and I haven't talked to him probably in seven or eight months. And uh, I, I was actually out walking. And I said, I'll be home in like two hours. Or I said, I'll be home. I got two miles, two miles to go. I'll be home. And then I'll, you know, we'll catch up. And he was telling me he just lost like 60 pounds. And we started, so when I got home, we started talking back and forth quite a bit. You said this was yesterday? Yeah, this was yesterday. And it, like I said, look, the only thing I'm not good at is sleeping. He said, well, me too. He said, I get about four to six hours a night. And so we went back and forth for about a half hour on how important sleep was and all. Like, And then you realized the time. And you went, I should have been asleep hours ago. Oh, no, ago. I was like, oh, the game's on. So I turned the game on. And then I went to bed at like, you know, midnight, one o'clock. It's so fucking bad. I don't know why. Some, and I'm such a, and you are too, we're such disciplined people, but mm-hmm. not when it comes to sleep. I, it is fucking atrocious. And, I, and like, there'll be nights where like literally... I'll go into bed and go in my room and I'll say, okay, phone off, laptop off, TV off, go to bed. And I do. Like, I'll go right to sleep. Yeah. And then, like, the next night, I'm like, I'm going to do that again. And I'm like, well, you know what? Let me just check my phone real quick. It's never and real quick. maybe, like, but there might be something on TV. Let me, let me just check my YouTube playlist just real quick, real quick. And then while that's on, like, might as well turn my computer on, too, because I can do two things at once. Yeah. And then, you know, six hours later, I'm still awake. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. And I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a, uh, a night owl by, by trade. I've talked about this before. I like being awake when nobody else is. That's fun for me. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's quiet. You don't feel like you're missing out on stuff. During the day, if you're just, like, sitting at home like an asshole watching YouTube, you're like, fuck, I should be outside. I should yep. be doing this. But when it's nighttime and you're like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be inside, not doing anything. And my roommate is asleep and the world is asleep. It's just a fun time to kind of ruminate by yourself. And it's just a relaxing, cozy. I don't know what it is. I just fucking like it. But yes, uh, sleep is something I definitely need to work on the most. Yep. But with that said, um, we are having a Bubba 199 tonight starting at 8 p.m. So make sure that you set your You're gonna try clocks to take a nap? for that. Uh, no, no nap today. I, I, there's no time. So, But anyways, we'll be back here in just a few short hours, less than eight. So make sure you set your clock. Tune in. I might have some makeup on. Uh, it's gonna be a full house. We got a lot of people coming tonight. It's gonna be fun. I got a playlist that Bubba will probably hate, but I'm giving it my best shot. Uh, but have a great weekend. And Blitz, thank you so much for all that you do. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Bye.